Hey, fellow Muppet fans, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This week, in another special bonus episode, this is the podcast where we watch Muppet Vision 3D, all of its minutes at a time, and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And you don't have to worry, folks, because we are not going to resort to any cheap guests. Did somebody say cheap guests? Yes, it's our cheap uh, guest. Who are you? I'm Matthew Soberman, well, writer for Matthew... Tough Pigs and uh, Disney Parks news site, WW... WDW News Today. We should also note that Matthew is wearing a Fozzie Bear hat, uh, which is, fr- is from the park, Matthew? Yes, it is. Cool. Nice. Um, and you're wearing uh, an Epcot-related uh, T-shirt. Yeah, you know, I'm just a casual fan of, of the Disney parks. Right, yeah. So so Matthew is uh, obviously a Disney parks enthusiast, so um, he'll, he'll provide some expertise here this week. Uh, so also my apologies to Anthony for that reason, because sorry, you're going to have to <laughs> suffer through some more talk about Disney theme parks. <laughs> No, I mean, of course, I knew what I signed up for. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking. We're talking about Muppet Vision 3D, like you said. Maybe right. you didn't say it. D- did you say it? Uh, I did say it. Yeah, just the title of it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, so we're talking about Muppet Vision 3D. I knew that. Matthew and I are old friends. I know what he's into. Right. Like. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking walk- about Moon Pilot this week, Strand. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew and I have a Disney live-action movie club. Where once a month, one of us picks an old, usually old, always live action Disney movie to talk about. And the first one was the 1962 classic Moon Pilot. So, am I remembering correctly? Didn't you mention Moon Pilot on the podcast last time? I did. And that's yeah. a movie that I didn't know existed until <laughs> Matthew told me three years ago. Hey, let's watch Moon Pilot. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. I should, I should. Uh... <laughs> so there you go with a young Sally Field as a as a background performer. Oh, wow. is this true. is this pre Gidget? Yeah. I think it might. Yeah, she be doesn't 62. have any lines. Or... Wow. Yeah, Gidget was 65, 65, 66, I believe. Wow, I got to see this movie. She did not win either of her two Academy Awards. For Good luck trying Moon to find Pilot. it, Ryan. It's not on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear from from Anthony. In fact. But you know what? As of the recording of this episode is coming to Disney Plus, all of the Netflix Marvel shows. Oh yeah, you know those fun family entered fun family entertainment. Yeah, yeah, lots of people did, getting beaten did, to did bloody pulps in those shows. Yes, they officially announced it yeah. today. As of the re- now, you can tell what the recording date because people are going to go back to the Disney Plus Twitter account where they officially <laughs> announced it. Yeah, yeah. You can figure out what day we recorded this episode. Yeah, do that detective work if you really, really want to. Go for it. But we're not talking about any of those things today. Today we're talking about Muppet Vision 3D, or as it's sometimes been uh, marketed, Muppet Vision 4D, or as the title, uh, if you literally pronounce everything out loud, Muppet Asterisk Vision 3D. So, or because they never updated the name in the pre-show video, Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D. Oh, right, because it used to have his name above the title on the outside of yes, the theater, right? And then, but I think once the Jim Henson company sold off the Muppets, okay. they removed the Henson name. But I believe the audio in the pre-show video still says Jim Henson's. That seems right. Yeah, but yeah, Disney was like, ah, these are these are ours now. Or if you want the full name, Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D presented by Kodak. 
<laughs> right. Although Kodak, not a sponsor anymore. Right? No. That's, it's been a few no, years. I think at least for a brief period, I think maybe with the exception of it's tough to be a bug, Kodak sponsored three out of the four 3D movie oh. attractions at Disney, at Walt Disney World. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to mention some of those actually in a minute. Um, but this one opened at Disney MGM Studios on May 16th, 1991. That was the one year anniversary of Jim Henson's passing. Um, it also briefly exist. Well, not exactly briefly. It, it did exist for a while at Disney's California Adventure in California, um, but it has since been shut down. I don't know, Matthew. Maybe you know how many years it was there. Uh, it was two thousand one to. Uh, I want to say twenty fourteen off the top of my head, but okay. I will check that. But it's been a while, so don't don't go looking yes. for it in California. No, it's not in California now. It, yep, 2014. Wow. There you go. February you 8th, 2001. It opened. November 1st, 2014. It closed. Yeah. You would have gotten that trivia question right. Public reaction to Muppets <laughs> Most Wanted was so poor. Oh, no. They said, you know what? We don't need Muppet Vision 3D at Disney's California. What? Oh, man. I hope that didn't have anything to do with it. No, because I believe what replaced it was the frozen sing-along right and frozen was bigger and than frozen anything. was just kicking off and they knew they had uh they had a hit on their hands yeah so they looked at muppet vision and they said we gotta let it go we need theater they have theater <laughs> they looked at muppet vision 3d and said no nothing never mind i don't have it i, I just said they said let it go just wanted to. oh i see i know but then i was gonna follow it up with Frozen is number one. Muppets are number two. But I was like, nobody. nobody, nobody <laughs> oh my gosh. Did no, that attraction die Muppets with the Constantine pre show? Oh, yeah. That pre show is fabulous. That, the, I got to tell you, it is one of the one thing. If I come into that and the pre show is in the middle of it, I will let the group go load into the theater in front of me and I will watch that pre-show from the beginning. It is that good. Oh yeah. 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 We'll get to that too. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into this, but like, so I just watched this for this whole thing for the first time. I never, I've as, as listeners know, I've never been to the park. Um, So I just watched this on YouTube and maybe it's that it was all the same size on my TV and none of it was a giant theater movie. I think the pre-show is way better than the actual movie. Like it's, it's funnier. <laughs> the it's, pre-show is very it's funny. Weirder, it's muppetier. Yeah. I think it maybe well, relies more on just like, just pure comedy than some of the maybe gimmicky stuff. That's, that's more what the, the actual movie is about. Right. Well, and, I mean, I don't know. We can, we can get into it. You, yeah. you tell us what it's about. <laughs> okay. Well, so also this is one of the very last projects that Jim Henson worked on. He didn't actually get to see it completely finished. Uh, most of this was filmed in January 1990. Uh, the Jim Henson biography by Brian J. Jones tells us that this was shot on stage three at Disney Studios in California, which was also where they shot 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea back in the day. So... Awesome. Think about that Anthony, next time. Anthony, we're bringing it back to old Disney. Yeah. Just for you. Think about that next time you watch either <laughs> I one of those. 20,000 Leagues of the Sea. Ha- yeah. Have a little Kirk Douglas with your uh, Waldo C graphic. 
Right. Here's the thing. If if Waldo sang Whale of a Tale, I would like this more, for <laughs> sure. Too bad. Missed opportunity. Um, the remaining parts of the film were directed by Frank Oz. He once uh, revealed on Twitter that Disney offered to pay him $50,000 for doing this job, but he declined. They asked him what he wanted, and he said he could use some socks. So Disney sent him a basket of socks. And as Frank Oz said, quote, all was well. So <laughs> That is such a Frank Oz story. Yeah. 100%. What do you need? Yeah, well, you know, what do you want? Oh, I could use some new socks. Just a big, ba- giant basket of socks on this door. And I would hope that Disney bought him some. I would hope, right? I would hope they bought him some really nice socks too. Um, I don't know where I heard this, but I believe that Michael Eisner made sure that there were Mickey Mouse socks included. Oh, that that sounds like Eisner, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's also a nice way to say thank you from all of us at Disney. Absolutely, A, a not very hidden Mickey. Uh, so this theater that this is in is located in an area of the park that was originally called New York Street. Is that accurate, Matthew? That may uh, be true. Okay, I know they changed the name for a while to Muppet Courtyard, and now it's something different again. Uh, so in the years after this 3D movie opened, a lot of theme parks have featured these kinds of 3D movies with these in-theater effects that this one has. Mm. Um... This so I was I got to wondering about like was this one of the first was it possibly the first um so I I searched around online about this uh, Wikipedia tells us that in 1984 there was a 3D movie using similar technology called the Sensorium at a Six Flags in Baltimore there were uh, smells that were released into the audience in sync with the film and it moved the seats around. Um, so that was the first, apparently. And then a few years later, Captain EO at the Disney parks also had... I was about to say, this wasn't even Disney's first attempt at a fully immersive 3D attraction. Actually, their, their history of 3D goes beyond even before Captain EO, because I believe the first 3D attraction was at the Magic Kingdom many, many years ago, where... Or maybe it was at Disneyland. I don't remember where they ran an old 3D Donald Duck short called Working for Peanuts. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's a good one. So one that had originally been made in 3D. I think so. That also played before Meet the Robinsons in 3D in in, in movie theaters. Oh, nice. That same Donald Duck cartoon from the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I don't... I'm sure I have seen Working for Peanuts on TV at some point in 2d but i've never seen it in 3d yeah it was it was shown uh at the magic kingdom for a while um not when i was there uh then i think they got back into 3d later on uh in 1982 when epcot opened uh they had a film called magic journeys that one i've heard of yeah It, it it's i gotta tell you as a theme park aficionado, I get that is one of the weirdest things I have ever seen Disney put out. I have and not in a fun way. <laughs> I have an old version of the official theme parks album, and yeah. it has the the Magic Journey song on yeah, it. It's, was, it's uh, a very trippy. Brothers. Yeah, it's very trippy. It's from the early '80s, but it sounds like it's from like 
late 60s or early 70s. You are splashing in the stream of an unremembered dream. You are searching through the eye of a seeker in the Sitting around smoking some sort of the Sherman brothers just substance. hadn't changed their style, probably. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe they were, maybe the Disney people were trying too hard to update the Sherman brothers composition for this. Attraction. I mean, the way I kind of understood it is that, uh, basic, the way I had known it is that the Imagination Pavilion, where the movie was was sort of the only thing that the Sherman brothers did for Epcot. That act mm. made it to uh that made it to the final completion. Okay. They did write a song for the old attraction Horizons, but it was ultimately rejected. Oh, so they used a different song. I think you, if you search for uh, Sherman Brothers Horizons, you can hear it and it sounds like a Sherman Brothers song about yeah, life I, in the future. I bet. <laughs> but yeah, so, but anyway, now there's been all these other um, 3D slash 4D yes, theme park then. movies. You got your Mickey's Philharmagic. You got It's Tough to Be a Bug, Honey, I Shrink the Audience. Um, outside of... Captain EO a second Captain time. Oh, right, it and came the, back. And it's per- the, uh, the, the the Magic Eye Theater's current occupant, the Disney Pixar Short Film Festival, which is the same shorts you can watch on DVD or Blu-ray or Disney Plus. <laughs> With special effects that really aren't terribly special. Is it in 3D at least? Yes, it's yeah, in 3D. That's something. Um, and then outside of Disney, uh, there's uh, Universal has a ton of 3D slash 4D uh, shows. They, and, they have. Rides. Unfortunately, they literally like they literally just shut down uh, one of their big 3D attractions in Florida just a matter of weeks ago. Matter of weeks ago, it was uh, Shrek 4D. Oh, yes, that was fine. I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears over Shrek 4D closing. Well, apparently, you can. I think you can watch the movie on Netflix. I think. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they like released it on home video not long after the attraction opened. Hmm. But if you wanted the full experience, that was where you went to see it. Yeah. And yeah, Universal's done 3D over the years. They've done uh, Terminator 2 3D, which closed not too. Oh yeah, ago. yeah, that was a cool one. Um, and then there was uh, a 3D 4D movie thing at um, some Sea World and Busch Gardens Park yep. in the the 90s. Sesame and... Street. Well, no, I'm oh, that one. Oh. I've I've never seen, but uh, there was one called the R.L. Stein's Haunted Lighthouse. Yeah. I, I remember that one, Which Pirates is... 4D with Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah, I never saw that one either. <laughs> but but yeah, for a while they they I don't know some may have still have it. I know it's still at Universal Studios Japan because it was produced for Universal, but Universal only had the uh, only had the Sesame theme park rights in Japan. Right. So they did over there. I think it's Sesame Street 4D Movie Magic. But when it came to the SeaWorld parks in the U.S., 
It was called Lights, Camera, Imagination. Oh, okay. So it did play... I, I, I did manage to see it once. Oh, okay. An 18-year-old... An, an adult, essentially, walking into a room for a Sesame Street 3D movie was yeah. quite a sight to see, but... <laughs> That's one where it. you might want to... A... You might want to recruit like a friend who has children or something just so you can pretend that you're there. Well, I, I had no friends with kids at that <laughs> point. It was yeah. just me. And you know what? I just didn't care. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, I am going to go ahead and say that Muppet Vision 3D is at least in the top five of these, maybe top three as far as like... Top three? Uh, top one? <laughs> yeah, Taking it advantage is. of the 3D, using the theater for all the gimmicks and stuff. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's a good one. It is. So is it is it like a million times better in person? It's. it's I think so. Immersive in person, yeah. Yes. So sure. I, and like I mean, like I said, I watched it on YouTube, and I can see that it's impressive in person. You know. It's like walking but, into an episode of the Muppet Show, yeah. but without guest stars. But not a mm. but. But not a funny one. Like, the jokes mostly aren't jokes. The jokes are mostly like, this pie is in 3D. I don't know. I think it's got that's some not good... Funny. I think it's got some good dialogue. There's a few. Yeah, that's interesting. And we can... I mean, I, I, I can see how it's impressive, like I said. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It didn't... It, does, it didn't feel like... The Muppet Show? The... I mean, I, I I already tipped my hand on this, but like the pre-show felt way more like the Muppet Show to me than the than the, the Muppet Vision 3D thing did. Yeah, there's a, you can make a case for that for sure. Just watching them both in 2D on my television, you know, like right, like, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, getting to the attraction itself. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank YouTube user MartinsVids.net for uploading the version of this that I personally mostly used for research on yes on watching the martin does a fabulous job with all of his disney parks videos he made me too. very good documentarian yeah. of there parks go. history so thanks martin um so before you even get into the show or the pre-show there's the the whole the building the courtyard which is just full of just silly decorative touches and, and muppety things yeah um not not so much anymore they not as much as it used to be no sadly they repainted because you know you can't see the muppet theater from star wars galaxy's edge it ruins the experience yeah as if that... repainting it doesn't ruin the muppet experience because you know the muppets are all about drab grays <laughs> right no i think that's a pretty good but you know of course they're gonna prioritize star wars over the muppets of that's course. just reality um, but yeah, it, it used to be a lot more colorful, a lot more, um, entertaining to just walk around yes, that area. A lot of sight gags. Yeah. So, and there used to be this Kerm, this hot air balloon with Kermit's face on oh, it, which you could see balloon. from oh. various places in the park. Uh, it was this big yellow hot air balloon. Although I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that I didn't actually realize that it was not a real hot air balloon until they took it down and they were selling off pieces of it. Mm. Like that wasn't a real hot air balloon. That that would be ridiculous to actively keep a hot air balloon inflated every day at this theme park. It was just a sculpture that looked like a hot air balloon. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> there the fountain is still there, right? 
the fountain is still there yes um that's a cool that thing fountain is gorgeous yeah i love yes that. yes it's miss piggy dressed as the statue of liberty with fozzy filming her and gonzo directing which is an interesting choice and there's rats in a rowboat picking up the change from the fountain and some muppet fish that are spitting water so that's that's very cool yeah and now you have i will say the one thing that they've added in recent years is pizza rizzo yeah yeah we can we can talk about that now it's it's when did they oh it opened in 2016 i know because it it opened right after i was there uh most recently i know how do you leave out like ryan Rowe, one of the world's biggest <laughs> and most recognizable muppet fans yeah i don't know they and, they should have that, that's an insult they should that's have an known absolute better. insult the building was there all the signage was up pizza rizzo but it opened like a month after i was there and i haven't been back since then so um but yeah so pizza rizzo have you been in the restaurant I've been in the restaurant. I've walked around the restaurant. I have not eaten at the restaurant because okay. generally quick service Disney pizza is not terribly good. Yeah. And being a New Yorker, not terribly good <laughs> pizza is uh, is the equivalent of, you know, the equivalent of handing me a plate of garbage. Whoa. You wouldn't eat a plate of garbage, would you? So... I mean... So perhaps not even Rizzo himself would eat there. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I figure the Muppet Workshop, was he made in New York or London? And then again, Rizzo is one of those people who, like, any pizza is good pizza. That's probably true. Isn't Rizzo the yeah. character supposed to be from New York? Yes, of course. Yeah. No, he's canonically from New Jersey. He says it in Muppet Christmas Carol, ah. a movie where he and he alone is playing himself. Okay. Well, you know, if we had done this a season later. (laughs) I know, I would have had that in my head already. When the the cat is chasing him around, he yells, stop, I'm from New Jersey. Which doesn't really mean anything, (laughs) but he yells it. Yeah, Yeah. okay, that's funny. Probably Um, an ad lib from Steve, if I had to guess. I would guess so, yeah. But yeah, from what I've heard, Pizza Rizzo, the theming is okay, like kind of fun, and the food is not okay. There are nice touches. You know, if you walk upstairs, there's the ballroom, there's a sign, you know, there's a sign for like the the reception hall. And if you look, it's like, if you look there in the faded, you can see Pa Otter Memorial Service. Oh. Wow. Which again, as Muppet fans who read Tough Pigs will know, Disney does not own Emmett Otter. No, that seems like something that they got away with. Like they just Yeah, probably. The... And the Jim Henson Company well, may have been like, Okay, yes, Pa Otter is a thing, is a character that exists. <laughs> well, it's that it's that weird thing where the um that green album covers album, yeah, also had my my morning jacket doing our world and brothers and yeah. everything else was Disney owned Muppet songs. So I don't know what it is about Emmett Otter that they can just hmm. kind of slide. And of course just... now Kermit's back in the in the yeah yeah on, that's great on DVD and Blu-ray and Prime, you know. Yes, yeah. Kermit is back. Um, and here's something I forgot to even look up or put in my notes. Is the Gonzo's Royal Flush uh, bathroom still there? Yes. The, okay. the Royal Flush bathrooms. That is, there's cool theming on the outside. It's like a pipe that looks like Gonzo's nose. I think it's inspired by the plumbing factory from the 2011 film. Uh, yeah, that seems likely. But then you go inside and there's no, there's nothing Muppety inside no, the bathroom just, at all. So that's, that's disappointing. And as long as we're talking about the, the outside, I guess now 
we're actually going to enter through the gift shop and talk about stage one company store, which used to be all Muppet merchandise. And now yeah. it's like reduced to one room. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty I, I do have a story. The gift I, shop I do have looks a, like a, a brief a brief story that shows you my uh, my passion as a Muppet fan. I was there on my birthday in probably 2014. Okay, which was the same day that Muppets Most Wanted was coming out on Blu-ray, ah. and I decided. Where better to buy this Blu-ray that I would have all my life than in the one Muppet-dedicated store on Earth? Yeah. And they didn't have the Blu-ray. Ah, see. I managed to find it later at uh, the gift shop, sadly no longer there, that was at the end of the Studio Backlot Tour. Another great Disney attraction, which no longer exists. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. Everything How does the just... one Muppet store on this planet not have a brand new Muppet movie on Blu-ray the day it comes out? It makes no sense. And again, the, the theming of the gift shop is still pretty cool. Like there's these elements of the Happiness Hotel from the Great Muppet yeah, Keeper and the, the bus Hotel lockers set. from the Muppets to Manhattan. Um, and uh, there used to be the nursery set. I mean, yeah, there's, the... the nursery set is still there, but it doesn't. It used to be all Muppet Babies merchandise. But uh, I yeah. I think it now it's all just general Disney. I think it's maybe baby oriented. <laughs> okay. But no, not not Muppet. But yeah, good luck finding any Muppet merchandise in the Muppet gift shop. Uh, I mean, there's still some. They they still put out stuff. In fact, what is it like a couple we, of pins? I was just reading the this week they put out their uh, St. Patrick's Day limited edition pin. No, limited yeah. release, I'm sorry, not limited edition. Limited release pin. And of course it's got Kermit on it. Of so course. they still make Muppet merchandise. They made a whole line of merchandise to open a new restaurant. They did the thing that they didn't do with Pizza Rizzo and they did it at Regal Eagle Smokehouse in Epcot. You can buy some Sam the Eagle merchandise? You can buy Regal Eagle Smokehouse merchandise. Oh, alright, that's something. I would yeah. I would buy a Does it have Eagle Sam t-shirt. on it? Yes, it, I think it does have Sam. Good. On it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the the only other thing I had about the the uh, gift shop is um, when they did have a lot of Muppet stuff, they had a bunch of uh, plush uh, dolls of of all the characters, um, including Bean Bunny, who has rarely been featured in merchandise form. The first time I ever went to Disney World with my family, I bought a Statler and Waldorf. But then afterward, I, I kind of wished that I had gotten a Bean Bunny because there's yeah. there have been several Statlers and Waldorfs, but very few Bean Bunnies. Uh, my brother got a Bean Bunny doll. And, uh-huh. and many years later, like just a few years ago, I was uh, talking to my wife and uh, previous and future podcast guest Stacy uh, about Muppet Vision 3D. And lamenting and composer the composer of the show's theme song. Yes, yes, thank you very much, composer of the theme songs. Uh, I was lamenting the fact that I had not gotten one of these Bean Bunny dolls, and she wrote to my brother and asked him, "Are you like really attached to the Bean Bunny doll that you got at Disney World in the '90s? Because Ryan wishes he had one, and I would pay you for it if you would send it to us." So. My brother said no, he was not attached to it, and in fact, he would give it to us for nothing. So, 
That's a good brother. Yeah, a good brother and a good partner. There's the guy. So here's my Bean Bunny doll. I mean, you can't see this at home, folks. With the tag and everything. In great condition. Yeah, a pretty good likeness, too. Yeah. And very yeah, cute. Like I think my mother recently at a charity auction bought me the Miss Piggy from that same line. Because mm. I think that may have been the first line of Muppet Vision merchandise. That seems likely. I think. But I, so. you, you have Bean and I have Miss Piggy. Yeah. So we can recreate the water skiing scene. Yeah, we should do that someday. <laughs> so, um, anyway, you... You go into the building. We haven't even gotten inside yet. I know. You go into the building, and uh, the the fun continues in the queue area in this hallway. Yeah. Um, I guess the hallway of Muppet Labs is is the idea here. There's all these like um, offices, and there's a directory on the wall of who all the Muppets are with their their departments. Like uh, Gonzo is the Department of Poultry and Mold Cultivation. Mm-hmm. and so on uh they just really like they packed every possible surface of this place with with jokes and wackiness including some places you may not normally get to see uh, uh and for those who may not know the secret at literally as you walk inside there's a reception desk a guard yes. desk yes it's themed to bear on patrol from the muppet show and it's supposedly Link's security desk. And it just has a sign that says, back in five minutes, key under mat. And there's a mat sitting there. And if you go over and you lift the mat, there's a key embedded in the ground. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, that rules. I, the only reason I thought to do that or knew to do that, which I, I don't think I did the first time I went, but on my most recent trip, I knew to do that just because I had read about it on the internet. So thanks internet um then eventually you make your way through this hallway you get to the room where the pre-show is which okay is... but before we get there can i can i make one comment about that room yeah there's pickled herring barrels my man <laughs> there are pickled herring. yeah how many herring. Uh, i i don't know do you know matthew oh i don't have the number off the top of my head no. I, I don't know but like which delights me because that's, as far as I know, a reference not to the Muppets, but to the Marsh Brothers movie Monkey Business, right? Like, it's it's hearing. certainly tempting to see it as that, yeah. I mean, I mean, a thing that the Muppets reference often. It's not yes. like the Muppets never make Marx Brothers. In, in the opening scene of Monkey Business, all four Marx Brothers pop out of pickled herring barrels and and right. then start running amok on this. On now, what you uh, doing? If now, if you really want to have fun, you, then you have on top of the herring barrels. A jar, a jar with two hard, two hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Honk. Make that three. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, um, so that that's in the pre-show room. You said that's in that same room with like the swine trick and all the, the yeah. The, okay, so the big room. Yeah. So no, this is the where. Room, yeah, this is where everybody that's gathers. Same, that's all the same room. Okay. Yeah, this is where everyone gathers. I've well. never, I've never been in the physical space, so right. I don't know. And I've not been there in, in many a year. Sure. While you're waiting for the doors to open to go into the actual theater where the movie is. Um, there's all the there's like all these jokes and boxes and signs and all kinds of stuff everywhere. They have some of the 
uh, Kermitage, Muppet, like fine art spoof paintings. Those are around. And another great visual gag. If you look up, there's a net full of jello. And if you're a Disney fan, you may realize that that is a reference to the the great Annette Funicello. Yeah. Uh, original oh. Mouseketeer. Yeah, it's a great visual pun. I've never been able to spot it. I've been to Disney World. It's not, not, not easy to spot. Another one that's hidden up in the rafters, which I always love, is a, por- is a picture of the Country Trio's gym. Which of course is a caricature of Jim Henson as yeah, their way of yeah. saying thank you to the man who's res- sort of responsible for all this. For all of it, yeah, yeah, that's nice. I have seen that. So yeah, it's it's very cool. Like you know, they could have just herded everybody into just an empty room with maybe a few drawings of Muppets on the wall, but they really again just packed every possible space all with jokes, the, all and, the sight gags, and, and quirky, <laughs> wacky things. Yeah. Um, yeah, any other notable or, or favorite I mean, or props? I there's, mean, there's just crates of everything all over the place. There's so many great props. Honestly, you, you could spend several loops of the pre-show uh, just looking through there. I'm sure some people have. Oh, I'm and- sure. I'm absolutely sure. It's just... It, it's such a... It's just jam-packed with so much good stuff and for a muppet fan it's like catnip right right sure yeah and then there is the pre-show which is sort of i guess a riff on the idea of watching something in three dimensions because there are three tv monitors side by side and muppet characters appear on them and they they often travel from one monitor to the next to the next well, I mean, the multi-monitor setup is, is nothing new. I think Disney employed it at Epcot first just so that everyone was able to see the pre-show no matter where you were in the room. Right. Uh, but yes, with the Muppets, they played with it because you think that you're seeing the same thing on all three monitors, but as you find out, each one is slightly different and that right. plays into a whole lot of fun. Yeah, sometimes it's the same thing on all three but then a lot of the times they'll just cross over and like there's the sequence with these um muppet teamsters yeah crew members and when they first travel from one monitor to the next they they sort of look surprised like they do a take and look back at the previous monitor to make sure that that really just happened and then you find out that the banks of three are all then then you realize that each each bank of three is connected because you have like Scooter running the vision test and he walks through the three monitors and then he goes to the other side of the room and he's walking through the other three monitors. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's really clever. Yeah, it's just that very... Rules, that, that sequence with, with Scooter stumbling through the test pattern and, and yeah. checking the holds. That and all must that. have That's been one of the last times Richard Hunt performed with the Muppets because that... It, they had to I, well, record I was gonna... that like early 91. I don't know well, when they taped the pre-show. He... Jim is not in it at all. No, I believe it was recorded after Jim passed. I think that's right. And it was well, and and Scooter doesn't sound quite like himself. So Mm. I I imagine Richard maybe wasn't entirely. I don't know exactly when he stopped with performing with the Muppets prior to his passing. 
But yeah, I think Muppet Vision may have been towards the end of that. Uh, yeah, I guess it must have been. Uh, it does say on Muppet Wiki, I think this maybe came from David Gumpel's personal blog, that he directed the pre-show, mm-hmm. and it was taped at the Jim Henson Company Carriage House in New York City. So oh. I assume they just lined up three cameras and... But yeah. I guess you'd have to have multiple preview monitors for the performers, too. So there there must have been a little bit of uh, technical magic going on just to shoot it, but it works really well. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hysterical. My personal favorite part is Gonzo's flower pot dance. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Do you want to d- describe that? So yeah, Gonzo decides he's going to have a little fun with the setup with the, with the three monitors and do a solo flower pot dance with each uh, each monitor having Gonzo tap dancing and it all starts out in perfect sync so you think oh okay they're all just showing the same shot right. and then one of the flower pots on one of the Gonzo's heads falls off and the other two like struggle to try and get it up while still maintaining the tap dance. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, all three Gonzos are interacting. Yes, and then you realize it's three different Gonzo, and as they applaud, they say thank you, and then one says, "You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. My my favorite bit in this is when the three Ds come out to dance. Oh. Yep. Or to do the song, and the three Ds are I don't remember the first two names. Dorothy, Dinah, Dorothy and Dinah, and then and then Max, Max, and Max is just like some deep voiced man played by David Rudman. I wrote about them when we did my favorite Muppet right now. <laughs> that because, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, but it's great. Shows you why and, I'm the guest this week. Right, right, for sure. Um, but yeah, so he says, uh, you know, Debbie's out sick, so the union sent me over, <laughs> and then uh, and then they do this song and. He's does not fit in, and it's very funny. Uh, like that's like such a good Muppet Show esque gag. Oh, right? Yeah, that's very Muppet Show. Man, that's good. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I was also going to say just the the premise of the monitors and the the some of the video tricks they use there. That's reminiscent of the Jim Henson Hour. Yeah, yeah. This well, this whole thing is reminiscent of the Jim Henson Hour in, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the, also there's the the one where Sam. Well, so Gonzo tells Sam that Mickey Mouse is coming oh, out. Oh yeah. Sam the, does the this whole big. Sam bit is is fabulous. Sam does as this you big. Get closer to the end of the pre-show. Yeah, Sam does this big dramatic introduction for Mickey Mouse, but it's not Mickey. It's Rizzo dressed as Mickey. That's so funny. Yeah, when I've been to this, that always gets a huge laugh from the audience. Yeah. Well, that and, I mean, I again, I know that the show is a different thing than the pre-show, whatever. But, like, later on, a second, in the actual show, a second Steve Whitmire character, everybody's favorite, Waldo, turns into Mickey Mouse and sounds like Wayne Allwine momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not nearly that's not nearly as funny to me. It's um, not as much I, of a joke. Can I somehow, reveal right? something? I know we're kind of jumping right to the end of the ride, but sure. he doesn't sound yeah. like Wayne Allwine. That is Wayne, Wayne Allwine. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. That's what I. That's what I mean. He doesn't sound like <laughs> Steve Whitmire. He sounds like Wayne Allwine. Yes, and for that's a very I mean. good reason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so who else would it be? Right. Exactly. At that time. You know? um, yeah. The other thing uh, on Muppet Wiki they mentioned is that uh, David Gumpel said when the whole 
um, 3D movie was digitally remastered in 2009. They brought him in to... So here's what it says. Uh, David Gumpel, director of the original pre-show, reported on his blog that he directed a new version of the pre-show in November 2008 for the updated attraction. But then it says that the updated pre-show never got added to the attraction. So presumably somewhere there's a whole new pre-show that we've never seen, which is very intriguing. Well, I, is it though? 2008? The Letters to Santa pre-show? I mean, I Can't. I don't want it to necessarily be the pre-show every day, but I, I want to see it. It's just the Bohemian Rhapsody video on a loop. <laughs> and they're be, like, hey, you be. like this, right? You like this? Come right. see our attraction. Right, right. But what I mean, though, is like, this has Frank Oz and Richard. No, Pink yeah, and no, it wouldn't be better. I mean, how do you touch this? But right, and right, that maybe exactly. maybe that's why they made the decision not to replace it. But I just I mean, would be so curious to see what they did. Oh, yeah. you Although, referred I'll, to I'll, working with the Muppets as a Camelot time. Does do you, either of you remember that? Was that Frank? Um, I don't know. It I might don't have... remember someone saying working with the Muppets was a Camelot time, and this is like the last time they're all together. Yeah. Well, no, Jerry. Well, Jerry's not in this. Yeah, that's it's true. Everyone minus Jerry, but yeah. at least Jerry had many more years. You know, had more right, years. Right. With of the course. Muppets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas we, with Jim and Richard, he... this was kind of it. This is it. Yeah. Do we know why Jerry Nelson's not in this? By the way, I know. I think the question has actually come up on this podcast before, and I don't remember if we ever found an answer. I mean, my my standard answer is someone had to be on Sesame Street, right? Yeah, yeah. right. But he's in the Muppets of Walt Disney World, so yeah. I don't know true. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, also of note, in March 2014, they temporarily added a message from Constantine to the pre-show yes. to promote Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, and in September and October of 2021, the pre-show was replaced with a preview of Muppets Haunted Mansion, which was a very entertaining special, but I kind of feel sorry for anybody who came to Muppet Vision. Yeah. I saw the Constantine pre-show, and they took out the Alonzo Flowerpot sequence! Oh yeah, that's too bad. Oh really? But... Still, like, I would feel kind of ripped off if I went to Muppet Vision and the pre-show was just a scene from Muppets Haunted Mansion instead. Right, a That's... thing you can watch on Disney Plus at home. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. I just want to say about the pre-show, like, mm -hmm. I'm just so delighted to have seen it. Like, it's 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 brand new to me yesterday, mm -hmm. you know? And this is, like, classic, like, not Jim. Jim's not in it. But Frank is in it. Dave Goals, Richard Hunt. Like, what a joy. It's so rare now for me to mm -hmm. see, certainly, like, this Muppet Show family of characters content. Like, you know, there's a, how much Sesame Street with Frank and Richard and all that. Yeah. Have I not seen? A lot. Yeah. You know, of course. But, like, Muppet Show family, there's essentially none at this point. Yeah. So this was, this was like, opening a Christmas present, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun, and it's funny, and it's inventive, which are all things yeah. that we love seeing from the Muppets. It's it's mm -hmm. kind of Jim Henson distilled. It's pushing the boundaries of what he could do, and being funny and charming all at the same time. Right. Right. So, are we ready to go into the theater? I mean, yeah. do, does everyone have their three D glasses? Well, yeah, you got to get your three D glasses on the way in. But um, don't put them on. But... Don't put them on until you sit down. No, there's always at least like the one person who's just like walking around with their 3d glasses on way too early bumping into things 
Well, and and of course, all As three Gonzo of us have in the pre-show, right? Right, which is funny. Um, I was going to say all three of us, of course, have the same problem, which is ill-fitting 3D glasses over our regular glasses. Not a fun experience. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't start wearing. Well, I don't know what year it was. It's it's been a while now that I've worn glasses, but not until well into my adult life. So it wasn't an issue for a long time. But the first time that I had to wear. 3D glasses over my regular glasses. It was definitely an adjustment. Like, God, how do I make sure these stay on without just popping right off of my face? Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. And I haven't seen a 3D movie in a few years, but... Yeah. That Um, might be why I stopped. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah, pick up your glasses, go into the theater. So this theater is very cool. It's like the Muppet Theater that you see on the Muppet Show, but bigger, much bigger and nicer, I guess. Like, it's it's cleaner yeah very clean very clean right right um there's an audio animatronic statler and waldorf in their balcony box they're wearing their 3d glasses that's great Uh, yeah there's an audio animatronic orchestra of penguins in the orchestra pit i believe this is nicky napoleon yeah and his emperor penguins is that what it's called they should have fact checked this i that sounds right i think nicky nicky napoleon sounds right yeah that's the conductor penguin. So uh, when Stoutler and Waldorf see the penguins, they do. Yep, Nicky Napoleon and his emperor penguins. Thanks, ah, Muppet Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stoutler and Waldorf do the joke of like, oh, look, penguins. They probably took the job for the halibut, which is a classic. And that color. explains the pickled herring. <laughs> oh, how do you keep your band? That's how, how they... do you keep your band happy? That's how they pay yeah. the orchestra. You got it. You figured it out. Uh, the Swedish Chef is the projectionist. That's another animatronic in the theater. Very cool. Also, a, a little bit of a reference to the Muppet movie. Yeah. So you're really just kind of immersed in this Muppet theater world when you enter the this this auditorium. Um, so the movie, the curtains open. There's a quick gag with many Gonzo. many curtains. Many curtains open. Yes. There's a quick gag with Gonzo uh, sticking a, a 3D logo out into the into the three-dimensional space just a headcanon question do you think that those curtains are the same curtains from another opening another show when they did it on the (laughs) muppet show Um, i know i know it's probably not the same curtains but if we're talking we're in the muppet theater in the world of the muppets yeah sure why not that's my (laughs) headcanon yeah uh and and there's kermit the frog we like that guy he welcomes us yeah He welcomes us to Muppet Vision 3D, which is their new film process. Uh, which feels so much like, hey, a movie. It feels so much like, mm. gee, it's going to be terrific. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Kermit, Kermit, Kermit is there to right? usher us in. Yeah, talking right to the camera. Yeah. Even as he knows that things have already not gone according to plan. <laughs> right, right. And as, there's all like, we'll in the first few seconds already, there's things just popping out at you and some... Like, really... An ironing board with Zoot's laundry. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Kermit walks in front of this set that looks like it's really... Like, it extends really far behind him, which is... That that big, like, iron gate swinging around that almost hits him. Yeah. As he walks into Muppet Labs. That rules. Man, I bet that looks awesome in in the theater. I think that's what they're doing. They're just trying to take advantage as much as possible. I think the the 3D 3D really works effectively here. Not so much as things popping out at you but giving that sense of depth depth right sure. exactly yeah. yeah and i yeah i'm all for it well, like, like in many... coraline Cor- coraline style 3d i call it 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Coraline was one that worked. You know, I, I have this thing where I always say very few movies, you know, feature films of the last however many years seem to me to be improved by 3D, even though you pay like eight bucks extra to see it in 3D. But yeah, Coraline was one. Hugo. Well, it the... was one that that focused on depth rather than on things popping out at you. you right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a That's few. Gravity. Was Gravity was one that. that Gravity looked 3D. great. Yeah. Um, but again, like all the things you're naming are right <clears> because <throat> that trend is kind of over. I mean. Oh, yeah. And I'm fine if, with that. What, yeah. what, when's the last I, time? I'm just having deja vu. Didn't we talk movie? about this the last time I was here? Oh, we probably we did. did. Marcus. No, Matthew, we did because you were here for the um, Cleveland segment the, of Muppets. Oh, that's right. New Zealand, uh-huh. yeah. Attack Manhattan. Of the, yeah, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Attack of the Killer Fish or whatever, yeah. Wait a minute. We've, just, <laughs> we've had this conversation. We've before. already this talked about... Yeah, we've already talked about Muppets in 3D. What are we even doing Well, here? we'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, so let's just move on. Yeah, so uh, Kermit teases that they're going to have a number from Miss Piggy and a yeah. big finale from Sam. This is very Muppet Show. Um, Sam mm-hmm. pops up to say that his uh, finale is called A Salute to All Nations, But Mostly America, which is perhaps the line that people quote most often from this. Um, that makes sense. I'm, either I, like, that I ha- or another Sam line that comes later in the show. Right, right, right. On the spoil. Yeah. I, I had definitely heard it before. Yeah. I you know, think like heard people say it. I think also my theory is that because people are going to Disney World all the time and seeing this over and over again, this has contributed a lot to Sam like almost completely Patriot. losing the part of him that is about culture and sophistication and just becoming like Mr. Patriotic guy. I think that yeah, has yeah, right. a lot to do with this. Um but then Kermit says, at no time will they be stooping to any cheap 3D tricks. This is when Fozzie shows up with a party noisemaker blower thing and then opens a snake in a can. Uh, when Fozzie sees oh. Statler and Waldorf in the audience, he That's asks them what they're doing there. They say, we entered a contest. Yeah, we lost. Oh. Kind well, of obvious, a good joke. I love but that. it works. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good Statler and Waldorf joke. Uh, and then Fozzie says that his 3D act will shower them with humor, and he uses the squirting flower, which squirts real water on the audience. Oh, is that right? And yeah. then Statler and Waldorf say, I, I love this line, he's trying to sh- sh- drown us. What kind of an act is that? An act of mercy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I want... So we've established that this was not the first quote 4d theme park movie but i wonder if this was the first one to use this water spraying gag because this has been I, used I, in so many of these things i don't know if it was then. first but i don't know i'm just trying to think of i don't think it was in magic journeys i don't think they really used the interior effects right i don't think it's in captain eo Oh, well, actually, so. it might be. I think a character sneezes in captain oh. eo okay because there's a, get a you get bugs on you you get bugs you, no, get no, you, get get body? you get snot sprayed all over you. That yeah. happens. That happened in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, too. A dog sneezes yeah. on you. Oh, is that and, right? Uh, yeah, in that Haunted Lighthouse movie, there's a bit where uh, Christopher Lloyd is drinking soda and something happens to surprise him and he does a spit take and they spray water on the audience. So. And you've seen all these movies, huh? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I saw these... the... I saw the 3D Lego movie at Legoland. 
that was the only oh, one. Oh, <laughs> do they use those kinds of effects too? Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of like water spraying from the ceiling on you because they what's get the... bro? I don't know. You I don't know the context of the water spraying. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't remember. It was like right. something Iris wanted. To See, do, you'd so. have a better appreciation for 3D if you cared about theme parks. I mean, yeah, I would have a better <laughs> appreciation for theme parks if I cared about theme parks. Can't argue with that logic. Like so, <laughs> so Kermit takes us to the secret laboratory. He says we invited distinguished scientists from all over the world to come and work here. Unfortunately, none of them showed up. Oh, yeah. such a muffin show line. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, instead, there's Bunsen and Beaker. Beaker activates this machine, and first he gets stuck in the gears, and then the gears are, like, bopping him on the head. Classic Muppet Labs. Uh, Then Bunsen tells us that the machine is going to generate the first living 3D effect, and they turn on the machine, and out pops Waldo C. Graphic. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Okay. You know that I love the Jim Henson Hour, Ryan. I absolutely we know wrote, that. We wrote a 16-part article series about it. I, I wrote a chapter in an academic book about it one time. We have toyed um, with the idea of doing an episode-by-episode episode Jim Henson Hour podcast, even though no one would listen to it. No one cares, right. I like. I always say, like, I think you, me, and our friend Grant, <laughs> right. previous podcast guest Grant Harding, are the three people on Earth who care about the Jim Henson Hour. So, like... Believe me, when I say that Waldo, like, there's no reason for Waldo to be in this thing so much, I mean it. Like, on the Jim Henson Hour, Waldo's not interesting. And in this, Waldo also <laughs> isn't interesting. And there's so much of him. I get it. In yeah. the, like, it's it's wild to me that they just ported Waldo, the exact character, over from the Jim Henson Hour with and zero changes. Weird. I guess and, and made him well, the star. I, mean, I guess most people know that Walt Disney World is currently celebrating its 50th anniversary, and you know they've done a lot of art to commemorate each of the parks as part of the celebration with a lot of the characters that are featured. And the one they picked for Muppet Vision 3D was Waldo. Well, that that <laughs> I mean, actually I, makes sense. Paying though. more attention to Waldo now than they did when the Jim Henson Hour was on in 1989. Well, yeah. Well, he's very he's very awkward on the show. Like he pops up in not even every episode. He pops up on that show to just be like, oh, "Well, Mr. Kermit, the ratings are down." Well, <laughs> and, and then he, like, he like, does. he'll say know? something like, "Welcome to the cutting edge," and he'll turn into a buzzsaw and fly turn into a knife, sense. and he'll be like, he'll be like, "Why does he turn into Hamlet again?" What's I don't the, remember. There's like some joke where he says to be or not to be or something. And like, yeah. it's like a Hamlet caller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he does all that same stuff in this, in this movie. And it's like, I mean, I guess the reason he would be the celebrated character is because he feels like he's unique to the park. Yeah, exactly. That's what right, I was going right? to say. Because nobody, nobody remembers the Jim Henson hour. You can get a Miss Piggy toy or a Kermit toy anywhere, but a Waldo toy feels like it's yeah like it's specifically a muppet vision thing right but do people do people like him like is there i you know it's like I, as as someone where like every jim henson hour character is my special baby you know <laughs> but like if i didn't know that jim henson hour like would people go see this and are like boy i love that that like primitive cgi I, well so I that's the guy. thing it really you can really tell how excited Jim Henson was about just the idea of this 
computer animated puppet. And I guess he just thought it would be really cool to not only have not to not only use the character again to but to see what he looked like in 3D. Um, But yes, that is something that kind of dates this now because he kind of does look like a computer animated character from 1990. Right. Well, he totally does. Of course. I mean, he's very, I mean, everything is, is polygons, you know, there's no, I mean, he can't, he cannot be an, have an interesting design because the technology just wasn't there. Right. I want, I don't suppose when they digitally remastered the film in 2009, I, I don't suppose they made any like visual upgrades to Waldo. They probably just, so. yeah. So it, it's still just the same not, version of him. But I mean, this, I think the video we watched on YouTube sure seemed to be newer than 2009. Uh, I think you it know? was uploaded like, in 2016. Okay, so it would so, be, and the way yeah. Martin it, works is he, there like, he stands there filming, and he's probably got a a three pair of three D glasses on the camera because otherwise <laughs> you're just gonna get too blurry images. Right. Yeah. Well, he said it, it says in the description of that video that he applied a polarizing effect to the camera to like, remove the three D effect. Wow, high tech. Yeah. So it looks great. Um, but based on the the reaction of the audience when I've been there people do get a kick out of waldo i mean they they laugh when he bounces on people's heads which, ha- which happens i mean it's literally a character designed to be popping in your face <laughs> yes as right. the swedish chef might say <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it is funny that yeah nobody watched the jim henson hour and yet every day thousands of people you know i guess if they're lucky thousands of people are going to muppet vision 3d and seeing waldo and millions of people have come to know him that way, and they and they love him. He's their special I, baby too. I guess, yeah. I well, mean, maybe if they had written Lindbergh into the show, things would be different. <laughs> ah, boy, <laughs> I wish if only. This, I wish this was a a Jim Henson Hour live show, like a Jim three D show. Jim Henson Vision three D. <laughs> yeah, man, give me the give me Leon, give me Vicky, give me Vicky Zandra. Yeah, and halfway through, John Hurt just stumbles in. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually, I could see it working to have the film interrupted. I mean, there's already enough chaos happening, but to have the film interrupted by Chip and Zandra and Ubu, and have them like comment on the crass commercialization of Disney. But I, I you know, Disney probably never would have allowed that. But that, we that live been funny. off the grid and on the cutting edge, uh, guys. We have to return the 3D camera by by noon. Yeah. Can we yeah, right, right, this right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So Waldo does his shtick. Uh, there's a, a joke where he says to all the viewers, all these other people think I'm talking to them, but I'm really just talking to you. Um, Bunsen and Beaker try to deactivate the machine. It doesn't work. Uh, Waldo's bouncing on people's heads. I'm bouncing on people's heads. Oh, which, that, speaking of that joke, I can tell you that doesn't work if you sit in the front row because then there's nobody's nobody's heads in front of you for Waldo to be bouncing on. So don't sit in the front row. I do like the idea that Bunsen is so horrified by Waldo's existence that he has to undo him. He has to uncreate him. (laughs) I mean, you know, we talk about there's, there's no Muppet canon in, in the reality of this movie, Bunsen accidentally created Waldo. Right. Are you familiar with Ultron? Right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very similar situation. It's yeah. What have I done? 
Bunsen is. <laughs> so are you Bunsen saying is, is Hank Pym or or Tony Stark? I was just going to say, are you telling telling me that uh, Doctor Bunsen Honeydew is the Tony Stark of the Muppets? Actually, yes. that does or... kind of make sense. <laughs> Or the Hank Pym, if it's the comic, yes. You will not be surprised to to hear that I was sitting here thinking, should I mention the distinction between Hank Pym creating Ultron and Tony Stark? <laughs> anyway, thank you for doing it for me. Of course, of course, man. Um, so <laughs> they try to inflate Waldo until he pops, but he just explodes into a bunch of little Waldos. Um, well, there's so many Waldos. So yep. many Waldos. Waldo Topia. And that's a great pro- projection effect in the theater. Yeah, they have wall projected like Waldo's spinning around. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a quick thing, but I, I think it works well. Yeah. So then uh, Bunsen uses something that I think he calls the vacuum Muppet. The vacuum Muppet! Yeah. When yeah, you spill something on the floor, make gonna... sure you vacuum up it. Vacuum up it, yeah. It was oh, great. That's, that's bad. <laughs> no, that's um, very bad. But that just sucks up the whole, like, everything in the frame of the movie into the vacuum cleaner, except Waldo. Yeah. So yep, sucks up the frame. Yeah, Waldo's on a black screen. He turns into a taxi. He drives away. Kermit comes back, and there's Fozzie who now has a remote control banana cream pie. This uh, just kind of floats around and then smashes itself in Fozzie's face. Well, wait, doesn't Kermit like sort of like the screen is black and doesn't like Kermit like open a door that re- goes back to the the main set? Oh yeah, yeah. He goes yeah back into the. Like he, yeah, back into the reality of of the yes. space that they've been occupying. Just a good before. sight gag. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So until yesterday, the only image from this movie that I knew was Kermit and Fozzie with the pie floating. Oh yeah, which appears on pages two twenty four and two twenty five of Jim Henson the works. There you so, go. If you asked me what this was about, it's about Kermit and Fozzie making a pie float in front of the eye over the audience's head <laughs> yeah, for 20 minutes yeah that's that's all it is yeah that must be like a, a promotional image that they used in yeah. like disney world brochures and stuff I because think they did a number of those with that same setup of like the muppets like popping out into the audience right i think right. there's another one with bean and miss piggy i think that's right but in that image it makes it look like the pie is actually like extended beyond the screen floating over the heads mm-hmm. of the audience but that's not true. Well, I mean, it's 3D, so it kind of looks like it is. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then it smashes itself in Fozzie's face. Kermit says, Fozzie, that's terrible. Which, you know, it's so nice that we get one more time of Jim Henson's Fozzie insult. Uh, Jim Henson's Kermit insulting Fozzie. <laughs> yeah. Just like the Muppet Show days. Um, okay. So then it's time for Piggy's number. Oh, you're not, not going to give the punchline not- to the... Uh... Kermit Fozzie, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. What does he say? He said, you're right. It needs more sugar. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So, um, but so Piggy's number happens, but not before Scooter and Janice ride by in the background on a tandem bicycle. I don't know. Is this like some sort of little shout out to Richard Hunt? I don't really know. I, you're, I don't quite know. But I believe that's the only time you see Richard's characters in the right. main show film. Yeah, he, he didn't. So. He didn't play Sweetums in this. Oh, no, yeah, right. Play. That might and be. He plays Statler. Yeah. Statler. Hmm. Yeah. Then, if it was a tribute to 
Richard, why didn't they just do Jerry Nelson characters? Probably because which two Jerry characters would be riding a tandem bicycle? I mean, uh, Lloyd and Crazy Harry? And, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, it's a neat little Lu- thing. Just yeah, to... Pops and New Zealand. I would love yeah, that. Pops and New Zealand. Yeah. How is New Zealand not in this movie? Jerry sh- Nelson didn't work on the movie. He should at know, least but be in the background. He should be throwing boomerang fish. Yeah, during the finale. Well, in 3D. Yeah. Well, so. well, I mean, we'll 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 get to the finale, but New Zealand isn't in the finale because the Muppets aren't in the finale. Oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. It's like a bunch of generic soldier puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So Miss Piggy is uh, sitting near a beautiful little pond in a park she tries to sing dream a little dream of me but she keeps getting interrupted by whom well it's bean bunny our old pal from the jim henson hour um another steve whitmire character from the jim henson hour uh in this movie so he's like doing stuff like the the lyrics mentioned bubbles and bean starts blowing bubbles at which point it's all very it's all very wayne and wanda Uh, yeah They set this up in the pre-show about Bean wanting to be part of Miss Piggy's number. Oh, specifically about Miss Piggy? Yeah. Because at some point he's like bringing on a floaty and you just hear Miss Piggy say, what are you doing here? You hear the high uh and you just see, you know, Bean flying across the monitors. Oh, yeah. So a bit of a payoff. Yeah, there. no, that's cool. They set it up and then paid it off. Um, so when he blows bubbles, then the actual theater fills with physical bubbles. Another, another effect. Uh, Piggy though is not amused, especially when she ends up, um, getting water skied out of the scene. Bean has somehow, uh, arranged for a a motorboat to yank her across the pond. So, uh, Sam the Eagle then shows up and scolds Bean and tells him to go away. This is such a, a brief moment, but I really like this dynamic. I, I wish we had gotten to see some other glimpse somewhere, I don't know, maybe on Muppets Tonight or something, of just like Sam, Sam who is so concerned with things being cultural and and sophisticated and appropriate, just getting mad at Bean with his excessively cute antics. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I kind of uh, wish I kind of wish Miss Piggy had been able to like I wish they had given her a whole song and like the 3D effects are fun mm-hmm. but like it it feels so short to me. Well like, the whole I mean, I thing short movie but yeah I don't actually know what the total runtime of the movie is but they ha- like they really just kind of have to keep it moving cuz they got to they got to right. keep it short to bring in the next audience full of people. Uh but yeah it is too bad that we don't get to see more of several of these things. So Bean exits the scene and meets up with the other Steve Whitmire character, Waldo, and they decide to leave the movie together. That is bananas, by the way. That there is yeah. like a major plot point in this. This thing that is still running. Like, like that's what yeah. blows my mind, is that you can go to Walt Disney World and watch a Bean Bunny Waldo C graphic buddy comedy. <laughs> yes. Complete that's, with that's- Bindle. That's true bon- right yeah right which is bonkers like it is i can't i can't believe but that. but this is where you know this is where the muppets were at the time and where they were 
going where it's like, you know, Steve Whitmire was one of the core performers. He didn't have a lot of characters. So it's like, right, he's the, yeah, these he's are his young, two big characters now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was young. I mean, he's 31 or something here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, Sweetums briefly wanders onto the movie screen playing paddle ball. That's yet another cool mm-hmm. 3D gimmick. Uh, but then all the, the Muppets convene and decide to put the film on hold and look for Bean. They are just, you know, they're calling his name. They're looking all over. And you see the flashlights going, the you know, lights swing around. So In- it looks yeah, like yeah. they're waiting for flashlights in the theater. Inside the theater. And then you get yeah. the best surprise of all. Right. A real Sweetums wanders into the theater with his flashlight. Here's, here's the thing. Like I said, we watched this on YouTube. Uh, my wife Raz and I watched it on YouTube. We both gasped watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah, like I can't imagine how awesome that is in the theater. Oh yeah, it's oh so it's exciting. It, I okay. So in in times past where I went, it got a big reaction. But more recently, I think the last time I went, depending on you know how the cast members are feeling, Sweetum sometimes walks into the pre-show, doesn't say anything because yeah. No, but you know, he waves to the crowd. That kind of mm. takes away the big reveal, right? That's yeah, yeah. true. That they probably like, shouldn't do that, but it is fun. That being said, do. I think they should have a Sweetums meet and greet after the film. Like, oh yeah. But then you'd need two costumes because the movie's still, you know, the movie continuously runs. You yeah. can't have Sweetums right. like yeah. Sweetums come out for like two minutes to sign autographs and then get in position. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But it is really striking, just. You know, you just saw this this big on the screen Muppet monster guy on the screen, and it's like, oh, now he's he's in the room with us. Like, is this which reality am I living in right now? <laughs> and yet, I think it also speaks to the fact that, and I mentioned this on like one of my the Jim Henson Hour, actually one of my favorite Muppet things of all time, Secrets of the Muppets, greatest. Where Jim reveals, like, you know, for all the technology the most important thing is the human element. The Muppets, you know, anybody can have this technology, but yeah. the Muppets can only be done by Muppet performers because that's their skill. Right. And, and the, to see a real-life Muppet right in front of you. Yeah, and I assume they they hire like people with puppetry I believe that to... cast members are trained by... I know back in the day it was the Jim Henson company. I don't know if they mm-hmm. still do the training or if they now just hire out the Muppet performers who work for Disney. Right. I don't know if Matt Vogel does uh, <laughs> Sweetums training. Wow, that'd be But great. yeah, they're trained by Muppet connected people. Yeah. yeah, professionals. Yeah. Uh, and this the Sweetums, it's obviously not as sophisticated as i mean if you you can't really tell in the theater or even on this youtube video but if you just google image search pictures of it it's it's not quite as sophisticated as the you know the real sweetums muppet that we see in probably movies and tv shows but it's pretty darn close yeah the mouth moves it it looks like sweetums they they walk like sweetums so in the dark when when you're watching exactly movie you it's sweetums yeah yeah it's great um so he sweetums asks the audience if they've seen a bunny and so some of this shouting is pre-recorded on the soundtrack of the movie although 
usually people in the audience are shouting at Sweetums and pointing because the bunny is up in the other balcony box on the opposite side from Stotler and Waldorf. Um, so now we've gone from a Sweetums costume, a live person in a Sweetums costume puppet to then our attention is drawn to an animatronic bean. And then our attention is drawn back to the screen where there are Muppet hand puppets. And they're interacting with the animatronic bean. Right, exactly. They talk to him. Oh. He talks back to them. It's, yeah, it's it's so clever. Um, the, the coordination, the, the, the finesse, the pizzazz. Yeah, the timing. This is why I love this attraction and why I'm so glad I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> oh, good. Aww. Uh, but then yet another different kind of puppet shows up because Waldo pops back in, a computer animated puppet. And he suggests that maybe Bean can help with the finale. They decide that Bean can help with the fireworks. Uh, Kermit asks Sam if he's ready. Sam says, yes, it's a glorious three hour finale. And Kermit says, you got a minute and a half. Right. Great. That's wonderful. That, Love that. That's probably my favorite joke in the whole thing it's a solid joke yeah yeah and also a lot of solid jokes i think we missed uh i think in the pre-show we have uh gonzo demonstrating how you can trip and fall if you walk while wearing your 3d glasses and then sam says will you stop this nonsense and of course gonzo turns on says what nonsense would you like to see yeah that's a good one that's good (laughs) that that's probably that's one of my favorites just great muppets are good Muppets are yes, good. Muppets are good. Muppets, Muppets are, are Muppets are funny when done well. Yes, uh, and then the finale. There are, as Anthony alluded to, a lot of toy soldier puppets that don't look very Muppety. They're dancing around. They're playing instruments. Man, this is baffling to me. Like, <laughs> how did they land on this? Like, we we see Miss Piggy as the Statue of Liberty briefly, but like mostly it's just these like not that terribly appealing looking soldier puppets yeah and waldo again our favorite guy the <laughs> hero of this movie for right. some reason waldo why isn't it like our like our muppet characters from tv doing something exciting for for the finale perhaps like, a ge- tribute genuinely to the wild. fact of the many generic puppets that would appear on the muppet show that would be the subject of sketches. I mean, I don't know if like but, unnamed soldier falling into a tuba has the same effect as like, oh no, Janice has fallen into a tuba. Well, I, yeah, no, we don't want to see Janice fall into a tuba, but yeah, I don't. I, I think if they looked more, if they were like more whatnots, I think yeah. I would be fine with it. You know, like the 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 construction workers at the start of the pre-show those guys look like whatnots yeah well that's, i mean that's not fine. to jump ahead slightly but i think there's also a resemblance to the doll to the doll animatronics on it's a small world yeah which that's oh is that right okay that's what i was gonna yeah. say i think with the theme being a salute to all nations but mostly america i think they're riffing on it's a small world so sure that might that be not the reasoning. first time of course uh you're talking about the small world Puppets showing up in the Muppets at Disney World special? That's true. Also using the song in the Muppet show. Oh, in the Spike Milligan episode. The Spike Milligan episode. Yeah. Which, 
boy, we've that talked one. extensively. <laughs> we've written extensively about on. Yeah, Disney. that episode earned its disclaimer on Disney Plus. I think I wrote the review on that one too. Yeah, there you I go. believe you did. Yeah, yeah but it, it would have been fun to see more Muppet Muppets that we know in this, and like, yeah, thinking about the fireworks. It, it, Crazy Harry could have been there even without, you know, he didn't have to speak. He could have just been running through and blowing stuff up and setting off right. fireworks. Yeah. Uh, but then Waldo but knocks. But then this... Waldo wouldn't be the master of chaos that he is. Yeah. Well, yeah, for most of it, Waldo's just like turning into Waldo fireworks. Waldo can't and be upstaged. Around. That's why Jerry Nelson wasn't there because Waldo <laughs> knew that he would upstage him. Yeah. That must be it. So all the stuff is happening. Uh, Waldo knocks a tuba onto one of the soldiers' heads, as Matthew mentioned. The soldiers just running around, bumping into stuff uh, with live then, with live firearms. Right, right. He's holding he's holding his rifle. Uh, Bean sets off the fireworks from the balcony, and then images of fireworks uh, appear on the the ceiling of the auditorium, which is another cool effect. Uh, oh, this is another one of my favorite jokes, though. Statler says, ooh, ah, ooh. And Waldorf says, enjoying the fireworks? And Statler says, no, your chair is on my foot. No! <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Uh, Piggy oh, is dressed as the Statue of Liberty. Part of her costume falls off in all the chaos. Uh, Sweetums yells at the chef to stop the movie, and then he runs back into the theater. Uh, I think we see Piggy wearing a girdle. She's wearing some kind. Of, yeah, I don't know what what is this old timey. Uh, yeah, what is this clothing. item? Um, it's like a slip or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Sweetums tosses a bucket. Do I have this right? He tosses a bucket of water at the penguins. Um, trying to remember what point that happens. It does happen. It's be- I guess because all the fireworks are, yes. are exploding and things. Yeah. So. Uh, then the conductor, though, responds to that by preparing to fire a cannon. Yes, because Freedom yells, fire, fire. Fire, okay, right. It throws so he... the water and they, they aim the cannon because the penguins are trying to get rid of Waldo, I think. Uh, I guess so. It, it is actually kind of hard to follow everything that's going on in this sequence. because it's... I don't remember. Again, it's been a little while. Yeah, and it's pure chaos, so... Uh, the so the penguin conductor fires this cannon. It hits the projection booth, and if you look back in the theater, it actually appears to have blown a hole in the wall. Oh, the projection effect on the wall. Well, I won't ruin it. Yeah, which is we, so cool. We still haven't gotten to the to the big the big ending. Right, right. Um, and then the film actually in this when this happens, the film I guess gets blown off the screen. On unspools something. Yeah. So that leaves the screen just like white, blank, nothing. And then um, Waldo's the chef, there. Right. Then Waldo pops up. He's still flying around. The chef responds by firing his blunderbuss at, at Waldo, who's flying around on the screen, which then it looks like there's holes being blasted in the screen. Waldo's taunting the chef. Uh, Waldo says something like, ah, you couldn't hit me with a cannon. And you see that. Swedish chef has rolled you, out a big ca- giant if you look, cannon. If you look to the back of the theater, the chef actually does have a cannon. He <laughs> fires off his own cannon, blows a hole in the screen, and apparently, like, blows, blows a hole up the theater through the whole, yeah, 
wall of oh, the theater. The, 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 that's one of the, the best effects is <laughs> literally you can see like parts of the theater look like they have been blown away. Yes. If you look around the theater, the walls are full of all these holes and like flickering. Like, but they're like covered they're with a fabric burning. that if the line sh- shines on them from the front, it just looks like the regular wallpaper pattern of the theater. But when you put light it from the back, suddenly it looks like a hole has been uh, punctured. Yes, and I don't think I figured that out until the third time I saw this. Because the first time I was just like, how did they do that? Like, how can they make these holes appear in the wall so quickly and then make them go away so quickly? I was yeah, it's it's just really clever. They're using every kind of effect. Absolutely, yeah. They're using every kind of effect they can come up with here. Uh, yeah, so there's a giant hole in the wall of the theater. Uh, you see a crowd of tourists like looking to try to figure out what happens. There's a fire truck. Kermit is sitting on the ladder of the fire truck, which extends, uh, you know, through the 3D plane into the audience. This is like one of those remote control Kermits, so he's yes. his movements are a little stiff. And it and... looks like the outside, the the New York street set. With a bunch of tourists all rushing around. Yeah. To, to see, oh my God, there's a fire. Yeah, which I guess is no longer authentic because that's probably not what the space behind this theater looks like anymore, right? Um. Well, as you exit out, I think you still get... They, they left like <laughs> one bit. Oh, okay. Opposite from the Muppet Vision Theater. Yeah. All right. But yeah, right now I think where they look out now is now the tunnel entrance to galaxy's edge there you go galaxy's edge it's all about star wars uh kermit apologizes for everything that's happened he hopes it will come back again sometime but that's not the end waldo comes back out again and as anthony mentioned waldo briefly turns into mickey mouse voiced by wayne allwine voiced by wayne allwine the then then current voice of mickey mouse uh and then of course wayne's a legend don't get me wrong love him of course but like to me this just this honestly just highlights what's wrong with Waldo being the main guy of this thing. Mm. Because when Rizzo shows when they say Mickey earlier and then it's Rizzo, well, that's a very distinctive character. Rizzo the yeah. red bat, and that's the joke. Is it's like it's not Mickey, it's this other weirder character, Rizzo well, the rat. Here yeah, it's not this, it's not the mouse, it's this rat. Right. And in this one, it's just like, hey, Waldo, a character who is nothing, turns into <laughs> and Mickey we'll go back just, to nothing. And we'll go back to, to nothing. Uh, just turns into Mickey Mouse and sound is voiced by the actual Mickey Mouse guy for a moment. And that's a thing that happens. Like it's it not, is a thing that happens. Well, you know, it's I think not, the, it's the not idea is joke. what's more unexpected than a fake Mickey Mouse showing up in a Muppet attraction? The real Mickey Mouse showing up it's, in a Muppet attraction. But uh, but on, like you you know more than I do. Is Mickey Mouse showing up in a Walt Disney World attraction? Well, technically, it's Waldo it just... impersonating Mickey Mouse, but right. I don't think you're but expecting it... to see the the Mickey Mouse that looks and sounds exactly like Mickey. It, doesn't everyone expect to see hidden Mickey's all the time everywhere? Well, isn't this isn't exactly hidden. It sure is because you didn't expect it. It's Waldo, and then but... they, hey, look, there's Mickey. Like I don't know. Is it is it funny to like? Is it funny to have Waldo uh, turn into the guy you already see everywhere. Is that funny? Well, that's the idea because he's trying to flee and how better to escape into a Disney theme park than as Mickey Mouse. 
I think is it? who's going to think that Mickey Mouse is suspicious in a Disney park? I, I love this back and forth, by the way. Um, yeah, I think I don't know, it's man. I, just, I think it's oh, yeah. amusing. Um, I wonder if, it, and maybe in 1990 or 1991, it felt more subversive somehow to have this like wacky guy who's who's causing everything Chaos. to go haywire yeah for for him to like oh look and now i'm gonna like oh the, can you believe that i'm daring to impersonate mickey mouse i don't know maybe there's an, an element of like yeah Waldo this is what the... happens when disney tries to be edgy before they buy the simpsons <laughs> yeah yeah right but yeah. no but yeah it does it's not it's not that edgy. No, so. not no. It, it's edgy in the Muppet sense, where it's like, oh, eh. I'm this obnoxious guy, and now I'm this beloved character. Right. It, if 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 you will, it's edgy in the Michael Eisner saying, <laughs> "They're here." <laughs> <laughs> oh, by, since you mentioned that, I just want to 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 say, I I didn't give Michael Eisner enough credit in our previous episode for his delivery of that line <laughs> in the introduction to Muppets at Walt Disney World after we discuss that and we all agreed that he wasn't funny saying that line i went back and listened to it he wasn't that bad it was like i I thought you were gonna say i I went back and listened to it he actually was funny that's what i thought Uh, he was he was funnier than i gave him credit for look it's supposed to be a quick intro everyone knows who michael eisner is he's not the star of this show but no i it's like in the outtakes Right. Yeah. 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 We we talked about the outtakes. But on the, on the in that episode, episode, I was talking about it from the point of view of like he doesn't do a good job recreating the famous line from Poltergeist. But that's really because not what I he's think. Doing. Muppets in Disney. I think Poltergeist. Well, sure. Why not? <laughs> but Ernie, Ernie and Bert are in Poltergeist. So. Oh, they they're on the TV. You know, Michael Eisner no, they're sitting with Fozzie and his mom. Oh, okay. Turns to the camera and says. They move the headstones, but not the bodies. <laughs> but what he's actually doing, just so I can finish this thought before we continue, is it's it's more of a like like a sarcastic almost or resigned like like he's looking right at the camera after getting roughed up by a bunch of Muppets and going like Ugh, like they're here. Like he's he's annoyed. Like you, and, you know, uh, chaos is about to unfold. Yeah, right, I think yeah. on that level it works. So. They're here. I think, yeah, I, I think for, it's fine. I for everyone who listened well, get, to the previous get, episode. Getting back to, to what we were doing. This is yes, an please. excuse for Waldo to be obnoxious one last time before the vacuum up it finally gets him. Forever. And, yes. he's, and he's never seen again. Yeah. No. What if when he turned into Mickey, what if he had said something like, like, thanks for coming to the show, kids. Now make sure you go outside and buy an $8 pretzel at the snack stand or, you know, something... Now, now if something they... that was more actively kind of making fun of of the Disney, uh, you know, the Disney parks thing. Goodbye, kids, and enjoy your day at Universal Studios Florida. Uh, see, that would have been funny. What if What if he had said goodbye, kids? Don't join a union. <laughs> if he, that's I... a Walt joke. <laughs> yeah, I thought Walt and Mickey were the same, right? That's yeah. 
That would have been better. Why, kids, don't join those commies down the river! Oh. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Disney, if you're listening, if and you want to swap out that line, we yeah, you can you can have these lines, these jokes. Well, well no, I want to get paid. Oh, okay, yeah. So you can. Yeah, that's true. You can have Joe Joe the legal weasel write to us. Yeah, where are we? So that's almost the end. Um, that's like the end, yeah. Yeah, Bean says, what a cute ending. Oh, then Wal- Waldorf says, do we have time to go to the bathroom before the next show? Statler says, we can't, you old fool. We're bolted to the seats. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's very, my my uh, clock radio is frozen to my wrist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Great Muppet Caper. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. So that's the also show. Also, reference to you know being audio animatronics. Right, right. They're not right. just yeah. puppets. Uh, I had some stuff on the gift shop that we already talked about. Um, as we mentioned, this attraction now is located right next to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, so it's kind of been overshadowed by that. I feel like in the last maybe. 10 to 15 years every time this closes temporarily for maintenance we're all kind of you know muppet fans are all racing kind of, for it yeah holding our breath like is this it is it ever gonna reopen so, can i ask you a question though yeah this like it's been open for 31 years coming absolutely up. like that's a that's that's a good run right it is a like, good run I mean, yeah and it is the longest running it 3d when... show attraction in disney parks history it is an yeah. excellent run right yeah. so like so like were it to close it wouldn't be like the biggest tragedy ever right? it wouldn't right? be a tragedy I mean, the the unfortunate thing would just be that there would not you know presumably there would not be a place like to no see it presence. yeah, yeah. and, and that mean, there would not be a place to see this thing that jim henson worked on and from the disney right. parks fans perspective when you know the history of disney's hollywood studios that park it is also it's like the second oldest attraction in the park and disney yeah. parks fans love their history right and like right, of course yeah Literally, the only attraction that's older than than Muppet Vision now is the Indiana Jones stunt show. Oh yeah, and it's like those two things are like the last bits of that studio feel. Because back in the right. day, it was a working movie studio, and the whole the whole vibe of it was like, here's a theme park that is about making movies, movies. and now it's not really. Now that. here is a theme park about entertainment and the stuff you watch. Here's a theme park that's the same as the other theme parks. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, especially like when they when they tore down the hot air balloon, when they a, a couple of years ago, they took off. Like, I think it used to even have a marquee that said Muppet Theater and they took well, it had the classic Muppet Vision logo. And now it's a more generic sign that says like the Grand Avenue Theater. And it's like, yeah, well, something... if it says Grand Avenue Theater, they can put anything on it exactly so they could just yeah take this out at any time and replace it with something else which you know maybe that being said it does have a very strong following of fans oh i'm sure yeah both disney park fans and muppet fans but it does also to me feel People sometimes love that like Waldo. <laughs> it feels to me sometimes like if they're gonna just keep like <laughs> killing it in little tiny bits and pieces it might be just better to 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 rip the band well, off and the close thing. the whole we, thing. You know, we say they keep killing it in bits and pieces, but once you walk through those doors, 
it's basically the same as it's always that's been. true sure. yeah, the actual yeah once you're in the theater watching the yeah you're, that's true you're right it, it's sad because it was so extremely detailed that losing a little bit of that detail does feel like you're ripping something away from the attraction but at the end yeah. it's cosmetics once you walk in it feels the same as you have if you had walked in in 1991 it's true. It's just a little more fun to watch a Muppet 3D movie in a building in a courtyard where everything is Muppety. It builds, That's it more builds fun the than... anticipation. And it gives you yeah. a chance to walk around a Muppety environment. Right. That's more fun than watching a Muppet 3D movie in a plain like brick warehouse, essentially. So, um, so the, the other idea... Sesame Street lights camera imagination. <laughs> right. You, you said there's no place to see that in the united states anymore right i don't think there is i mean technically sea world could the sea world parks could bring them back oh yeah maybe they will. i suppose at will but i don't think there's a place to currently see them i could be right. wrong um yeah well but those are just like generic 3d theaters and you just yeah, yeah. go in and watch sesame street it's not like this not at the same level Muppet environment right uh the other thing the other thought that i've had is that they could if they, if they were looking for a way to revitalize this, they could shoot another Muppet 3D movie and like rotate it out with this one. So you could go twice in the same day to this theater and see the old, you know, the classic Jim Henson Muppet Vision 3D and then the new 3D Muppet. My only whatever. fear is that they turn it into Epcot's France Pavilion where they have the classic original film Impressions de France, which is this gorgeous 18 minute bit you know film of french sights and sounds from across the country with classical french music is that a circle vision it's not quite a circle vision but it is a very wide curved screen okay but they plan to replace it with a beauty and the beast sing-along oh then but from what i've heard then they decided they're gonna run them in repertory Beauty huh. and the Beast during the day, and then they run Impressions de France for like an hour before closing. After the kids go to bed. Yeah, basically <laughs> after the a- after dinner hour. Yeah. And what really sucks is that like all the <sighs> reviews came in from fans, and they hated the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So now sure. if you want to see the good attraction, you have to go, you have to basically give up fireworks, give up, you know, yeah. that last bit of shopping to go see this beautiful film and that's that's what my fear if they put it in repertory is the beauty and the beast sing along just scenes from beauty and the beast with lyrics on the screen no they've added a new uh backstory where basically you find out for all of his toadying to gaston lefou was actually trying to bring bell and the beast together <laughs> and that he was kind of they lion king one and a half thing. if you know <laughs> The yeah. story of Lion where it's like, oh, we were there the whole time. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and LeFou are dead. Lion King one and Lion King one and a half rules though. I love that movie. It is it is old. fun, but from what I've heard, the, the sing along is probably not, not as great. Good, yeah. yeah. I think that's the I think that's the only good direct to video sequel for Disney movies. That's probably correct. So yeah, but I, I, that's my my crazy idea is probably never going to happen anyway, probably would never happen anyway, because it would require Disney to spend more money on a whole new yes. uh, film. And, and I think it's a great, that, so. I think it's a 
perfectly fitting tribute that Jim Henson's last work yeah. is playing for oh, guests yeah. every day. Guests from around the world can come and experience this as, for the most part, as he intended it. Yeah, and so many kids, you know, who didn't grow up with Jim as their Kermit even are seeing this every day and, yeah. right. and enjoying yeah, yeah. his work. Um, and yes, and becoming big fans of Waldo. They love him. They go nuts for that guy. <laughs> of all so, the characters for Disney World's 50th, they wanted a character from Muppet Vision 3D. They didn't go for Kermit. They didn't pick Fozzie. They didn't pick Miss Piggy. They went with Waldo. That's the guy. But you, but you know why, though, Matthew? Because the ratings are way up. And then he turns into an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> But, and because uh, they can convince people that he was created for the attraction because nobody remembers the Jim Henson hour. Right. Exactly. Like, nobody except Mr. Harry Stapleton. Mr. Harry Stapleton. <laughs> <laughs> and you. And and both of you. Uh, right, yes, right. Of course. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I have on Muppet Asterisk Vision 3D. Do either of you have anything, Matthew, starting with you? Or have you exhausted I, all of your... I, I'm like trying to think if I have any final thoughts other than this is amazing. This is why I love the Disney parks because they can Aww. do things like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a, a completely unique way to experience the Muppets. Uh, Anthony, anything? Well, yeah. One thing. So in the... the What was the guy's name? Martin... Martin's vids? Martin... Uh, Martin's vids? Yes. In the video... At, after the movie's over, he shows us around a little more. And one of the parody posters that we see, I recognized all of oh. the parody posters that we see, except for one. And that one was a parody of the 2000, what, 2007 Walt Becker film, Wild Hogs, called <laughs> simply Wild Frogs. And that's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh. And it, and what, it makes me want to stop... You being a Muppet fan. Oh, no. What's worse is that you have Link Hogthrob, Doctor Strangeport, and Miss Piggy. They did the yeah. biker number. They did I Get Around on the Muppet Show. Why could you not just use wild hogs and have that? Yeah. Well, they, you could have the wild hogs, yeah. It has to be some kind of like Mad Magazine-style parody title, but they could call it Mild Hogs. Mild hogs, and then yeah, they're like looking. Uh... Oh, I know why they couldn't call it wild hogs. Cause, cause tough pigs could sue. <laughs> oh sure, yes, we could. It's yes. the knockoff tough pigs. Too. Tough pigs is gonna sue Disney for for using You've been our ripping ideas. Ripping off our stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. Uh, but no, those parody posters are interesting. I'm glad you brought those up because they have actually updated those. I guess maybe Every when so it closed awesome. for for the digital remaster, maybe in 2009. But uh, yeah, well, yeah I mean, some of wild, those wild frogs is not from 1991, right? Exactly. And there's like a, a preschool musical parody with the the Electric Mayhem High School you, Mayhem. You, High School Mayhem. You just said was, uh, preschool musical, which is the I said preschool musical. <laughs> yeah, that was High School Mayhem with the Electric Mayhem. They've also I, done. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, preschool musical is the definitive version. Yeah, and the Beaker poster is great, and and Miss Piggy as Hama Montana. Right. Yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news, Michael. (laughs) I remember when, I remember when Hannah Montana was on Studio DC almost live with Muppets. 
Miley yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. And then that the, was something. Then I think another mm-hmm. one from that was uh, Pirates of the Amphibian at Wit's End. Mm. With so yeah. you know, bringing it back to the Adventures Disney Odyssey fanfic, and yeah. I think when they redid the pre-show room, when they added like the new widescreen TVs, uh, they did even more parodies because now they have, and they're all Disney parodies. This is this is. I'm just looking at them right now. I'm up at Wiki. This is the Anthony Hour because it's all old, you know, all old movie classic Disney hit movies. Me. Hit me, hit me, uh, <laughs> prawn. As a parody of Tron with Pepe. Tron, sure. Oh, that's old. Okay, yeah. Herbie goes unhinged, but, you know, it's... Oh, who stars in the original Love Bug? It's Dean Jones, Dean Jones. It's Dean Buddy Jones Hackett, and... and, and um, is it Suzanne Plachette? Was... No, it's... No. it's um, She was on Knott's Landing later. Um, it's that lady from Knott's Landing. Well, <laughs> Michelle, it's the three people Michelle Lee. The... Michelle Lee. Okay, well, it's like the the three classic racing outfits, but it's Walter, Gonzo, and Animal. <laughs> so Disney has that. not completely forgotten about Walter. I, you know, I like that Walter is represented at Muppet Vision. No and uh, the absent-minded Professor Honeydew. <laughs> and it's okay. just, you know, Bunsen, Bunsen staring, you know, looking Blubber. through it. Bunsen and Beaker, and of course an explosion is hap- happening behind them. And the tagline is making tomorrow happen one catastrophe at a time. Nice. One of the old ones that I guess isn't there anymore. What 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 was the Tarzan one? Tarzan. It was like Kermit as Tarzan and uh, Oh, it's it's not Tar I mean it is Tarzan, but it's not uh you Jane, it's Moi Jane. Moi Jane. She's Hollywood, he's Vine. That's yeah. So I remember That's- that's I, I, old though, right? That's that's yeah, yeah. Disney's Tarzan, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's like yeah. Is that a, one of the parody calendars? Yeah. Oh, it might have been. I just remember. It's I from think Miss Piggy Legends of the Silver Screen calendar 82, I believe. Oh, okay. Because hmm. I right? I thought I remembered back on uh, Steve Swanson's Muppet Cast. I think he had. Jim Lewis and Craig Sheman on as guests on the same episode, and they were talking about some of these parodies. And I might be remembering this wrong, but I seem to recall that one of those two writers was complimenting the other for having come up with the tagline "She's Hollywood, He's Vine" for this Tarzan. Okay, parody. let's see. I'm, but, I'm looking over. Yeah, let's see. Moi Jane is is June in the 1982 Miss Piggy calendar. I do not see that there is any text on the image, though. So hmm. maybe they wrote the text for something later. You know, oh, yeah. Image. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. All right. So with that, then, we will wrap things up for this week. Everyone, please make sure you check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. Our logo is by Morgan Davey. Our theme music is by Stacy Rosen. Thanks to the both of them. And hey, we have a Patreon. If you have made it this far and you've liked to what you've heard or if you like what we do on the website please consider uh, becoming a patron of our patreon at patreon.com slash tough pigs and uh we like to hear from you so if you have thoughts on this episode on muppet vision or anything we've said uh feel free to drop by the tough pigs forum there's a link on the front page of toughpigs.com, or you can email us at moving right along at toughpigs.com and let us know what your deal is <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. 
I'm on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. Anthony is on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. And Matthew, where can people find you or your work or anything you'd like them to see on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Soberman. Very two good. Two T's. Two T's. Everybody, everybody go. So three D's, but only two T's. Two T's. Yes. Everybody go do that. And uh, if you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can give us a review. And tell your friends about the show and join us again next time. What are we doing next time, Anthony? We have decided that we are going to do another bonus episode on the Muppets Celebrate Jim Henson. That is true. So sometime in the relatively near future, that will be coming your way. So keep an eye out for that and join us. Ready to cry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get, 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 Get the tissues. It's an emotional emotional special yes so join us again for moving right along bye bye buy all your waldo c graphic merchandise in the gift shop please exit to your right and enjoy the rest of your day at toughpigs.com Ending. <laughs>